the Bible Study Podcast, episode 115. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Luke and of chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Where we left in Luke chapter 8 was at verse 21. The first half of this chapter is interesting because it talks about some of the teachings of Jesus. And we've dealt with that. But now we're going on to four different stories dealing with the power of Jesus. His power over the elements, his power over the demons, his power over sickness, and his power over death. Not sure how many of those we'll finish up today, but it's kind of one thought, so I at least wanted to introduce it all as one thought. And it starts with this story. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake, so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where's your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. One of the things we should say about this story is this is a moment where the disciples get something that we sometimes miss, which is that Jesus is more than just a teacher. Jesus is someone who has authority. He is someone who even the winds and the waters obey him. And they are startled by this. Even though they have left everything they have to follow him, they still didn't know what they were getting into and they still didn't know who this Jesus was. And they're still just learning it in these four stories. My understanding is that storms like this, unexpected storms, can happen all the time in what is the Sea of Galilee. And it's notable that at least four of the disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John, are fishermen who fished on the Sea of Galilee. But even they are caught by surprise and they are filled with fear. And they're filled with fear that they're going to drown But the fear doesn't leave them when they realize that they're safe. But who is this Jesus? Did you notice that? It says, in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? They weren't expecting it. But they didn't necessarily greet this authority of Jesus as good news. We're not necessarily looking for a powerful, authoritative God. Sometimes in our life, we would like a safe God. And that's not what they got. Jesus is not safe. He is powerful. And that is something that the disciples, and I think something that we are not ready for sometimes. The story continues. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man was For a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? 
Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him, and they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into them, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all of the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. A couple things to notice from the story. One is, the demons knew who Jesus was. Again, as James says, you say you believe, the demons themselves believe, and they tremble. They have no trouble understanding or recognizing Jesus because they have seen him in his power. They have seen him in the throne room of God, and they understand that this is, as this legion says, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. And they are actually the first ones who testify to Jesus. But they testify with fear because they understand that they are under his authority. And so we get this odd situation here where Jesus is talking, discussing, negotiating almost with these demons. And they say, well, can we go into the pigs? And he says, yes, you can go into the pigs. And they're, go into the pigs and the pigs are drowned. Now, the region of the Gerasenes, if the pigs didn't give you a good clue, is a region of Gentiles, not of Jews. He has gone out of Judea and out of the Galilean region at this point into a Gentile area. And again, like with the disciples in the boat, Jesus demonstrates his power. He has demonstrated now his power over the wind and the waves, and he's demonstrated his power here over demons. And over someone who was demon-possessed so strongly that they would break the chains that they were bound with. And yet they had no power over Jesus. And they need to ask him permission to do what they're going to do, and they need to do what he tells them to do. And when the people discover that, that there is a man here who has that kind of power, they ask him to leave. They're so afraid that they want Jesus to go. And Jesus leaves. And the man who has been freed from these demons wants to go with him. And it would have been so nice for the people of the town if he had gone and every memory of this incident had been removed. But Jesus says, no, you have to stay here, basically, and be a witness. You have to remind them what happened because they want to forget it because it's too much for them. So you're going to stay here and be their daily reminder that this man's life was changed through contact with Jesus. And then the third and fourth, because it's two different stories that are related about Jesus' power, happens next 
as Luke goes on, he says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher any more. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Two different parallel stories going on here, one getting in the way of the other. One is this person who is a leader in society, a leader in the community, the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, who has a daughter, 12, who's dying. And the other, also 12, 12 years there's this woman who has been bleeding. Since she has been bleeding, she has been unclean for 12 years, and therefore out of society. She would need to remain an outsider until her bleeding stopped. So we have the insider and the outsider. So one comes boldly to Jesus and says, Come, my daughter is dying. And the other one tries to steal a healing, to sneak a healing. While Jesus is off going to Jairus' things, she touches the hem of his robe with the faith that that would be enough, and it was. And she's healed, but she's not yet restored. And so Jesus stops and says, what's going on? Who touched me? We get this whole scene here with Peter going, well, everybody touched you. You're in a crowd. And he says, no, somebody touched me. Power has gone up. Somebody was healed. And she says, it's me. And she tells him the whole story. Meanwhile, Jairus is watching this delay as his daughter lays dying. And she says, as soon as this happened, I knew that I was healed. And he says, now go your way. Your faith is healed. You go in peace. And he has then publicly also declared her healed. She would probably still have to present herself to the priests, but then she can rejoin the community. But then the bad news comes. It's been too late. Jairus, your daughter's dead. Don't bother the teacher. And Jesus says, don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And he goes into this scene where there is wailing. I don't know if you've heard this 
uncontrolled wailing from the loss of a child. And he goes into the scene and he says, she's not dead. And the people laugh at him. What a ridiculous thing to say. But he brings James and John and Peter, his closest disciples, he brings the mother and father and he takes the daughter by the hand and he raises her up and restores her to her parents. Jesus is not just a teacher. Jesus is not just a moral instructor. Jesus is, as even the demons recognized, the Son of the Most High God, with power over wind and waves and demons and illness and death. He's not safe. He is awesome. He is mighty. And with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. Stay tuned next week when we'll continue on in Luke 9. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.